Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Happy Monday, everybody. But it's not a Monday. It's a Tuesday. It just feels like a Monday because we just had Monday off. Either way, hope you're having an awesome day. All of a sudden, it feels like summer. It's amazing in Montana how it doesn't feel like summer until all of a sudden you're in the heat of summer. And then all of a sudden, summer's halfway over, and then it's over. So hopefully everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. It's always an awesome way to kick off the summer. Welcome into Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports each and every day. Right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're listening in. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. If you want to listen on your mobile device, your cell phone, anything like that, just go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com there. Just click on the Listen Live tab. You'll find the live stream. Tommy, Reese, the boys in the back, got that all hooked up and streaming for you. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can do that as well. Just go to Nuana's Now channel, N-U-A. And easy. 
That'll get you there. Please subscribe. Boys got that looking all nice as well. They're wizards when it comes to the technology, so appreciate all that and appreciate all of you for subscribing. Now that we're into June, we're going to start hitting it hard with a couple different things. We're going to get to those details here in a little bit, but for your knowledge, we got a new phone number, 888-1029. You're going to need that for a variety of reasons today. One, it's a Tuesday, so that means it's a Tagliari Tuesday where you have a $25 gift card to Tagliari Delicatessen. We'll be giving you that here in about 45 minutes. So stay tuned for that. All you're going to need to do is just call that number, 888-1029. We also are going to hit it hard for our Father's Day giveaway. I'm heading to Coeur d'Alene Resort this weekend. It's our annual stay and play at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. I'm very excited for it. Going to be hitting it up with my boys, Kyle Sample, who's a great friend of this show and an occasional guest host. Sean Rainey, who's very involved here uh, at, at Nuanez now in ESPN Missoula. He's also the sports director at SWX Montana Television and Ben Wyman, our recovered sports anchor, who is now the news anchor for ABC Fox Montana. We're all going to be making the trip over to Coeur d'Alene to uh, play the course this weekend. And then two weeks from now, leading up to Father's Day, we have a stay-and-play giveaway for you. So we have two 18-hole rounds of golf and a night at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. For one lucky listener, all you have to do is send me some sort of tangible evidence of you consuming this radio show. I don't care if it's a screenshot of you listening to the podcast late at night or if it's a real-time video of you listening to your radio or whatever. That The, the phone number, 888-1029, it also takes text messages. So send us a picture message. Don't do it while you're driving. Be safe. But if you're, you know, you're at a stoplight or you're at your house or you're at your office or wherever you might be, wherever, no matter what way you listen to Nuanas now, to show us evidence of doing so in any form or fashion, whether it's a picture or one of the little live video things that everybody's doing. I don't know. If you can figure out how to text a TikTok, that's great. I don't know how to use the TikTok, so I don't, I'm don't. i not going to be able to get your messages on the TikTok. Thank you, Liz. It was very busy uh, today, so running a little bit behind today. But either way, uh, we're rolling here, and we do have a lot to get to in the show. But sh- send me at 888-1029 live evidence of you consuming this show. We have a lot to get to in the show today, including a variety of prep track results. Two great guests swinging by the show. Missoula Sentinel sweeps the Class AA state championships for the boys and girls track and field. First time since 2016 when Billings West did it that both a boys and girls team from the same high school have swept the team title. So great job by the Sentinel Spartans. I believe it's the first time in their history that they have swept the team awards of the team championships at Sentinel High School track and field. So Brooks Daner, outstanding junior at Missoula Sentinel, uh, who won multiple individual state championships to pace the girls' effort to the team state championship. She will join us here in about half an hour. She's going to swing by studio. So looking very forward to have one of the best junior athletes in the state uh, from the girls' side of things in Brooks Stainer. And then from the boys' side of things, Zach Cruz, an outstanding football player in his own right. I think he's probably going to be the best prospect in the state of Montana this upcoming year. And his performance on the track this last weekend does nothing but fortify that. Zach Cruz had a banner year this year in all sports, whether it was as an all-state selection on Missoula Sentinel's state championship football team 
or as the state champion in the 110 hurdles and the javelin, as well as the runner-up in the high jump, or as a third-place finisher at the state wrestling championship as well in his first year ever wrestling. So Zach Cruz has been awesome, and he will swing by about 5.30 to recap the boys' state championship game, or boys' state championship track and field meet, excuse me, uh, for Missoula Sentinel. Why not seniors? Well, here's the here's the deal. There was some outstanding senior performances from Missoula Sentinel this last weekend as well. But we're saving a couple of those interviews for our senior spotlight. Our senior spotlight presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes, as well as Palmer's Drug, will continue this week. Not sure who we're going to do yet, but there were several outstanding seniors, including Jace Kluswich, who will certainly be a part of the senior spotlight, as well as Audrey McElmurray from Missoula Sentinel. And uh, there's some great performances by Missoula athletes across the board in this track and field meet um, in the boys' team competition. Missoula Hellgate, excuse me, that in the girls' Missoula Hellgate takes third. Um, and in the uh, the boys' competition, both Hellgate and Sentinel showed really well. Sentinel won it, but then Hellgate got third and Big Sky got fourth. So great performances by Missoula's high schools at the Class AA meet as well. We also are going to tell you a little bit about this big card show that's coming up. Zootown Sports Cards is hosting a card show on June 12th down at the uh, Missoula County Fairgrounds, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. I'll be there live and in person showing off some of my cards. So I'd love for you to come say hi, check out my collection, and just hang out. You know, it's going to be a fun day of hanging out with a bunch of people that are into collecting sports cards. And so hopefully you can swing on down for that. We'll have a little rip session, a little giveaway presented by Zootown Sports Cards a little later on. And it is the, uh, it's a Tuesday, so that means it's an every other Tuesday. So we will have our business angle presented by Blackfoot Communications with Justin Angle, a business professor from the University of Montana talking about all things overlaying the world of business and the world of sports. But before we get into all of the great news and great accomplishments and and awesome performances from all the high school athletes from around the state, uh, this weekend was all of the news was overshadowed by one piece of news, and it was a very, uh, very, very sad piece of news. Jesse Sims, a former captain for the University of Montana football team, and formerly number 37, the last man to wear number 37 as of late. He passed away on Saturday, early Saturday morning in an ATV accident. And uh, it's just a tragedy, man. This one is hard for me to put into words. Uh, Jace Henderson, his uh, wonderful fiance, former Lady Grizz basketball player, she was in on this show on Thursday. And we were talking uh, in the interview, uh, just, you know, catching up with her. And she had not been on the show live since they had gotten engaged. So, of course, we at ESPN Missoula wish her great congratulations for that and wish them best of luck in their in their upcoming new chapter of their lives. And, she, and I asked her how Jesse was doing, and she said, you know, hey, he's, been, he's loving just being in coaching. He's Jesse was working out for Stephen Failer, former University of Montana tight end at Failer Sports Pacific. They have the great training facility out there uh, towards the Y on, on the way out towards Frenchtown. And Jesse was living his passion, man. He was training high school kids like he has all through college. And he's always helped out at Failer's Place, but he's doing that full-time and working with a lot of young kids around the community. But Jay said he was loving coaching and loving um, just being outside and getting a chance to to ride his ATV and fish. So a tough way to go out over a holiday weekend. And then certainly at the age of 24, uh, gone too soon. We don't have too many details of the of the death itself. I find it sort of the wrong place in time uh, to talk about that on this show. Um, I think that 
in terms of the details of all of it, uh, you know, th- there will be reports from from the police and the sheriff's department and all that. But um, we're going to leave that alone right now out of respect for the family. But this was news that that rocked the Treasure State world and it overshadowed many, many, many great things that happened over the weekend. And uh, so I'm going to choose rather than to talk about the tragedy of Jesse Sims' death, I'm going to choose to talk about the great accomplishments of his life. You know, this one uh, this one hits me pretty hard because he was a guy that I've covered since he was a kid, man. I, I remember first watching him play basketball when he was a freshman in high school at Stevensville High School. Uh, a little backstory, I've always followed, obviously, I mean, obviously I've always followed sports around the Treasure State at, at a very high level, but um, a bunch of my best friends in college are from the Bitterroot Valley, and they, uh, a couple of my best friends, the Johnson brothers, they were from Stevensville High School, and they, were great athletes there, and uh, Tyson Johnson went on to play for the Grizz as a punter, and those two guys are like brothers to me, and their their parent, both their parents teach at Stevensville High School, so I've always always followed Stevensville maybe a little more closely because so many of my buddies were were from there, and I remember hearing the legend of Jesse Sims when he was a young young guy, man. I'm talking middle school when he first started making waves on the scene, and. Uh, he never wavered in his ability to to awe people with first and foremost his amazing strength, but just how gentle he was as well. And uh, it, it it came around then when he was in college, when he was a young guy at the University of Montana, when he was an underclassman, a freshman. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was going to grad school here in Missoula. I was actually not living in Missoula at the time, but she had come back to go get her master's degree, and she, as, as part of her social work master's degree. Uh, she had to mentor some athletes, and she ended up mentoring four freshman football players that year. And uh, one of them happened to be Jesse Sims. And I remember talking with her about him and just how kind and gentle he was, despite being an enormous man, a mountain of a man. I mean, he he was what you would think of as as a giant well, when you when you see him. I mean, the guy was six foot four and two hundred and forty pounds since he was a, a sophomore in high school. And uh, he just kept on getting bigger. One of the legendary weightlifters in the history of the University of Montana, one of the legendary strength training guys has ever played for the Grizz and somebody that was going to make that into his life for a long time after his career was over. But Sims will probably best be remembered not only for his Western Montana roots and uh, his durability for the Grizz, but his selfless play on the field. Uh, the way that he was able to acclimate to the position changes that the coaching staffs laid in front of him, and he got probably washed up in the coaching changes at Montana as much as anybody, and he had to sacrifice a lot to play positions that maybe he wasn't most ideally suited for, yet he still was a 41-game starter. He played in 48 games for the Grizzlies, so certainly one of the best and most durable linemen Montana has had on its front line. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon broadcasting from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios here in Missoula, Montana. Talk about the tragic news of the weekend. Jesse Sims, formerly number 37 for the University of Montana football team, a former team captain, a former All-Big Sky defensive lineman, and a two-time award winner as the Larry Miller Award going to the best lineman on the University of Montana football team. Passed away over the weekend. He got in an ATV accident out Clearwater, just 24 years old. So gone too soon. And uh, best of wishes, most heartfelt um, condolences to his family and his friends. And I know he had many, many, many friends. And that's the testament 
uh, of a life well lived. But all uh, aside from all of those accolades, aside from the state championship that he won at Stevensville High School as a sophomore in basketball or the state tournament MVP he won uh, that same year in basketball or the multiple divisional track championships that he took home at both Stevensville High School and Corvallis High School to all the awards he won at the University of Montana from multiple scholar-athlete awards to the off-season MVP when he was a redshirt freshman to a variety of other Awards. The thing he will probably be most indelibly connected to uh, as his spirit lives on is wearing number 37. And for those that aren't familiar, I know that you know one thing I always try to remind myself here is that Missoula, the population here, they say it overturns about 10% each year. So there's about a 1 in 10 chance that maybe you're listening to this show and, and you just found us here. And if you did, thank you so much. And I hope you stick with us because I promise we'll give you the best uh, and the latest when it comes to all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every day. But here nor there, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the number 37 tradition, here is the tradition. Back in 1983, Craig Paulson wore the 37 jersey, and he established a reputation as a hard-hitting fullback with a workmanlike attitude and a great Montana spirit. A guy from Plentywood, Montana, who came to the University of Montana, was a standout right away. Well, when his career was finished in 1986, he decided he wanted to uh, pass the 37 jersey along, and he gave it to... Young and up-and-coming safety who couldn't have been 170 pounds soaking wet, but then went on to become one of the most revered and legendary football players in the history of the University of Montana, and that's Tim Houck. And Tim Houck then took the 37 legacy and launched it in the stratosphere between 1987 and 1989 before going on and playing an awesome 13-year NFL career. Houck then gave it to Todd Erickson, who was a safety from Butte, Montana, and uh, he encompassed Butte America all the way. I mean, he was the Butte missile before Colt Anderson emerged onto the scene and a guy that was an outstanding player at the University of Montana from 1990 till 1993. Jason Crebo took over the number in 1994 and was one of the great linebackers in the history of University of Montana football. He was a stalwart for the Grizz on their 1995 national championship team as well as the 1996 team that advanced to the Division One AA title game. And Crebo definitely remembered as one of the most fearsome players to ever play defense at the University of Montana. He then gave it to his fellow Helena native, Andy Pedick. Crebo, of course, from Helena Capital. Andy Pedick, of course, from Helena High. And Pedick wore the number from 1998 until 2000. And Pedick was also a, an excellent contributor to that 2000 team that made it to the national championship game. Pedick was the defensive MVP of the Big Sky Conference, as well as ending his career as one of the all-time leaders in University of Montana history in sacks. The next couple, excuse me, I, I have a little bit of an allergy issue going on here, but the next couple of the number 37s at the University of Montana included C.J. Pitcher, who was a defensive end from Anaconda, a guy with unbelievable potential and a great Montana name, but his career, while solid, was never what it could have been because he did incur a lot of injuries. He had a really bad shoulder that he had to work through, but when healthy, was uh, as good of a pass rusher as Montana's had over the last 20, 25 years. He then passed on to Lauren Utterback, who was a linebacker from Fort Benton, who wore the number from 2004 to 2007. That was the duration, most of the time that I was in college. And Utterback was a great representative for the Grizz, not only on the field as a, a very solid all-big sky caliber outside linebacker, but one of the great students in the history of University of Montana football, an academic All-American as a senior, a guy that was an all-big sky academic selection as a pharmacy major throughout his career. Uh, so a really smart guy and a guy that really uh, embodied and encompassed the student-athlete. 
Carson Bender, a big defensive tackle from Deer Lodge. He took it over then in 2008 through 2010. So that was who was wearing it for most of the time that my brother, Brooks Nuanas, was playing for the Grizz. And then the last year my brother played for the Grizz, Ryan Featherston wore the number 37 number. And he was actually the one that uh, reached out to me and touched base uh, just about um, Jesse's passing initially and then uh, you know that's the one there's not very many silver linings when you have a young man that dies at such a young age in such a tragic and sudden fashion but I did I was driving back from Sealy Lake uh, over the weekend and I was struck just by the fact that uh, I had had so many people reach out to me asking about him and I don't proclaim to know Jesse Sims very well on a personal level but I do think I know his career his athletic career um, pretty darn well having covered it since he was a sophomore a freshman or sophomore in high school and I thought that the amount of love and uh, sadness that his death caused I mean it is it's hard to spin any sort of goodness out of this but I think it does show you how tight-knit our communities are and what sports mean to people in our communities. But Ryan Featherston was the, the number 37 um, bearer in 2011. He then passed it on to Jordan Tripp, who wore it in 2012 and 2013. Zach Wagman wore it in 2014, so those two guys, Missoula guys. Caleb Kidder got the Helena tradition reignited with 37, wearing it in 2015 and 16. Tucker Shy wore it for just one season back in 2017. And then Jesse Sims got it at halftime of the spring game in 2018 and wore it proudly and really represented um, – his hometown in the Bitterroot Valley in western Montana as uh, a bearer of that that hallowed number 37 um, jersey. A couple more notes on Sims. I would argue that, first of all, I know that, that both Jordy Tripp and Zach Wagaman are from Missoula and they wore number 37 and they both went on to get shots in the NFL. But those guys were quite a bit older than Jesse Sims. As far as the new generation, the quote-unquote New age guys that have come up in Western Montana and that have uh, played for the Grizz or the Bobcats or whomever. I would argue from this part of the world now, until this year when Dylan Rollins sort of became that next big guy. Jesse Sims was the biggest recruit, uh, biggest, the most splashy and most prominent and most talented athlete, male athlete, to come out of of this neck of the woods. And during his Grizz career, I know that there was some times when um, maybe. He didn't have the statistical numbers at the University of Montana, but so much of that was the positions that they asked him to play in. And he was basically a Greco-Roman wrestler in the middle of Montana's defensive line, clearing everything up. And I, I, I think it's no coincidence that Dante Olson set and reset the single-season tackles record at the University of Montana playing behind Jesse Sims. But when Sims was in high school, after he went to the Northwest Elite Camp heading into his sophomore year of high school and his recruiting blew up, at that time he thought he was going to play tight end in the college level instead of defensive line. And he garnered offers from across the country, including multiple FBS offers. He had offers from Nebraska and Oregon State. He ended up committing to Oregon State, but then Gary Anderson was uh, ended up getting fired there. And then Jesse Sims, although he is from Stevensville, he did heavily consider Montana State. I remember when his recruiting was going down, and it was as big of a recruiting war as I have seen in my seven years running Skyline Sports or my 15 years covering Big Sky Conference athletics, particularly the in-state recruiting battle. Alicia Sims, Jesse's older sister, was playing for the Lady Grizz, but 
Jesse did consider Montana State, and Montana State wanted him bad. I know that both Bo Beck, the defensive line coach there at MSU, as well as Mikey Ryder, who was the Western Montana recruiter and the secondary coach there at MSU at the time, they recruited him big time, man. They recruited him really hard. I know they had him on a visit. Uh, his cl- coach, his senior Jesse Sims's coach, his senior year at Corvallis High School, Clayton Curley, played for the Bobcats, and so there was a tie there as well. Uh, but it came down the wire, and then when Jace Gilder, who's also from Corvallis, ended up going to Eastern Washington, I know Jesse Sims considered that a little bit too. But at the end of the day, he ended up committing to his hometown Grizzlies, and uh, he represented the Grizz in phenomenal fashion. The uh, broke in the starting lineup in 2017, and his 41 starts, and and. Uh, his just endless durability was about as good as you would find for a Grizz defensive lineman. So all of that is to say that our hearts break for everybody out there for the tragedy that, that has happened over the weekend. And uh, I hope that everybody can find some time to connect with those that you love and tell them you love them because you just never know. Life is fragile, and it's tough when, when young people that have such a bright future like Jesse Sims goes out the way he did. But thoughts to... Uh, first and foremost, Jace Henderson, because she's just the person in our circle that, that I know the best. She's been amazing to me uh, in her contributions to this show and to my career and just all the conversations we've had that have nothing to do with what I do for a living. Uh, she's just one of the sweetest people I know, and my heart breaks for her, but all for, to all his teammates. I know he was exceptionally close with guys like Dante Olson, and uh, so I really hope that, that those people are, are finding their way and finding a way to to absorb and, and compartmentalize their grief because this will be something that will linger for a very long time, if not forever. But I think that the fact that we've spent a good 15 minutes talking about the accomplishments of this young man's life in such a short life uh, is a testament to the hard work and the dedication that he showed to his own craft, the humility he showed in becoming uh, an awesome representative for not only the University of Montana, but just for Montanans in general because he was always a class act. I'll end this by saying, by telling a fun story about Jesse Sims. When I uh, first moved back to Missoula, I went out to practice before the 2018 season. And uh, this was a fall camp, and and Jesse had just been uh, handed number 37 the spring before. And so I hadn't caught up with him in a little while. So it was fun seeing him and telling him congratulations. But this was a morning deal where I was uh, interviewing him. And and, uh, he he comes over, he's in his full pads, and, and... He's like, how's, how's it going, man? Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a little while. How's it being back in Missoula? And I was like, good, man. And he was—he had a big breakfast burrito in his hand. And I said, what's going on, man? You're just getting some, you're a little late today. You're just getting some breakfast in. Doesn't that make your stomach hurt? And he said, man, you had no idea. He's like, this isn't even breakfast. This, this is my snack. I said, Jesse, that's a, a double-sized breakfast burrito. What? <laughs> what? What do you mean it's just a snack? He said, oh, no, no, no. I already had breakfast. I already had six pancakes and six eggs. And all the works before I did my lift this morning. I said, you got a lift in before a fall camp practice? And he said, oh, I have to. So this guy was so dedicated to his physical fitness and uh, his strength and conditioning that he was not only waking up early and lifting weights and then getting a second breakfast in before fall camp. I mean, a true testament to to the dedication he had for building up his body. He told me that day that he was eating 8,000 calories a day to make sure that he could contribute like he wanted to on the interior of Montana's defensive line, and uh, that definitely bared out in the results. So again, Jesse Sims, dead at the age of 24, but gone far too soon, and uh, best of wishes to anybody and everybody that that death touched and afflicted and um, made cry over the weekend, because I know there was literally thousands of us across the state of Montana whose hearts broke when we heard that news. So um, remains to be seen what happens with number 37. Sims did not pass it on. But uh, if it was me, and I'm not trying to make any opinion in this memorial, but 
Uh, if it was me, I would not have somebody wear that number this next year. I think Jesse Sims deserves to wear number 37 for one more year uh, for the University of Montana. On to the good news. It's Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN, Missoula, SWX, Montana Television. There was all sorts of phenomenal performances all across the state of Montana this weekend at all the various track and field meets, as well as the state softball tournaments, as well as state tennis. So we'll get you up to date with all of that, beginning, first and foremost, with Brooke Stainer, an outstanding athlete from Missoula Sentinel. She will join us here on Nuanez now in just one moment. So keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Back after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. What's up, Montana? Happy Tuesday. Hope you're enjoying yourself. It's hot, hot, so be sure to wear the sunscreen. We actually had Kira Huck from the American Health Association in here last week. Tell us all about how important it is to wear sunscreen. I'm telling you, you're not too tough to wear sunscreen. Go ahead and do it. It's going to save you a lot of anguish later in your life for a variety of reasons. But either way, enjoy the sun. Have yourself a fun time as we get kicked into summer. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Thanks so much for joining us. A somber first segment as we paid homage to Jesse Sims, former number 37 for the University of Montana football team and a two-time team captain for the Grizzlies, two-time Larry Miller award winner and a two-time All-Big Sky selection. Passed away at the age of 24 over the weekend uh, in a tragic accident. So prayers to his family and... Uh, that overshadowed what was a joyous weekend around the state of Montana because we finally had spring sports championships back in the fold. And gosh, did it feel good to cover and watch some high school track and field. And if you're listening from the city of Missoula, what a performance by the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. They become the first double-A team since Billings West back in 2016 to claim both the boys and girls Class AA track state team championships, and they did it in pretty darn dominant fashion. So we are happy now to be joined by one of the standout athletes of this last weekend's beat and of this entire track season in general, Brooks Dainer, a junior at Missoula Sentinel. And uh, I can't even count how many, you won so many state championships this week, it's hard to even remember, all, keep them all straight, right? Yeah, it was a good weekend. Well, let's talk about the weekend. Brooke was the champion in the 100-meter hurdles, the 300-meter hurdles, the long jump, and then also ran a leg on the second-place sprint relay team as well. So, uh, first of all, take us through just what it is like to have the mental preparation of preparing for that many events. How do you get yourself mentally prepared for that? Because physically is a challenge, but then these are distinctly different events, whether you're talking about the horizontal jumps or the hurdles or the relays. From my freshman year, um, it was a definitely a whole new ball game for me this year, just learning how to take care of my body in a different way and be ready to jump and also be ready to um, 
compete on the track. But I think moreover, it's definitely more of a mental battle for most of my teammates and me. I think when you ask uh, an athlete to do a lot of different events, it's just making sure that they're in a, the right mindset to be able to compete well in all those. So honestly, it's just about having fun and being with the team that makes it possible for sure. That's why I love about track and field more than maybe any other sport is the fact that you do have to perform your best when your best is needed, yeah, right? I mean, sure. you might have your best long jump or, or hurdles time in April in a, you know, just a, a dual meet or, you know, an invitational meet or whatever, but to actually get the gold medal, to actually get what yeah. uh, you're chasing, you got to do it on the biggest stage. So, yeah. I mean, were you nervous? This was in Missoula. So, oh. so on your home track. So what were you thinking? Oh, I was definitely nervous. There's people coming up to me all week, like, can't wait to see you compete. And, you know, that does happen a lot. You hit your biggest jumps, your fastest times in the beginning of the season. And that happened for me in the long jump. And I was kind of going into it like, oh, I just hope I can, you know, follow up with another big jump that I had from the beginning. And, you know, luckily that adrenaline comes and especially having it in Missoula with all of your friends and family coming out to watch and cheering it, it makes it possible and you know for most athletes stepping up and doing well is pretty much what happens at state so the adrenaline though could be a big advantage oh, but yeah. also not sometimes in the blocks you don't want the adrenaline pumping too hard so um, how do you concentrate enough to not you know get a false circuit uh, is it true at state that if, uh, one false start you're out yeah one false start you're out i remember my brother who was a great sprinter at missoula big sky he uh had a false start at the top 10 meet and yeah. he was out and he didn't realize he was the favorite. He was number one seeing that he had yeah. a false start. He went back to the blocks to line up and they're like, no buddy, you're done. No, you're done. He was actually telling me that story today. He's like, so then I, when I was going into divisionals in state, I had to make sure for sure. Oh yeah. No false starts. Yeah. And for sure. Like every gunman too is very different. You know, they step up and either take three seconds to send you off or it's a quick one too. And so it's always different, but for sure I, you know, I went into the first hurdle in my 100 hurdles in about last place. And my coaches afterwards said, oh, my gosh, you gave us a big scare. But I was like, totally worth it to not fall start, have a bad start, then, you know, risk a whole entire championship. So, Brooke Sander from Missoula Sentinel, a multiple-time individual state champion, one of the top performers for the Sentinel Spartans in this last weekend's Class AA state championship um, track meet. The final scores, as the docket read out, Missoula Sentinel had 91 points. On the girls' side, Helena High second at 72, Billings West third at 71, Missoula Hellgate a great showing to get fourth place at number seven uh, with 70 points. Excuse me. I didn't realize this until you just said this, though. You were a distance runner before yeah. you started doing the hurdles and stuff like that. So, how did that come about? Was you missed the whole outdoor season? Yeah. Last year got canceled. So was that part of the transition? Um, I wish I could say yes because I feel like that would be a better transition for me. But last year I actually went the opposite way and I started focusing on the mile. So hmm. for this whole year, um, in this past COVID season, I did long workouts trying to come off of my cross country season, my sophomore year and kind of transitioned to maybe even more of a distance runner. And then, um, after an injury set me back this cross country season, I decided I'm going to go for what I love more. And, you know, I always like to high jump and I thought, why not try long jump? And then the hurdles have always been something I've kind of wanted to try. And it kind of fell into place slowly, but surely. And it was one of the biggest blessings to be able to have the support of my coaches to let me do that and transition a little bit. From a training and, and physiology yeah. standpoint and I, mean, I know I know coach Mettler Craig Mettler uh, Missoula Central head track and field coach he's into the science part of it and there's completely different muscle sets right I mean you're talking yeah. anaerobic versus aerobic you're talking fast twitch versus slow twitch yeah. so uh, I, did, did you sort of take to it I mean what 
Were you stunned at how easy it came to you? I was lucky that I had a lot of people that knew a lot about that stuff because it was it is a hard transition, especially because going from cross country and then having to use completely different muscle groups to go laterally in basketball and then into track. And uh, I think basketball definitely helped just with getting my quick twitch muscles back. And since those seasons are back to back, um, that was probably the best transition for me. So I was pretty stunned to how easy it came for sure. Well, and... I- yeah, I'm a football, basketball, baseball guy, so I was never a track guy, but uh, distance running seems like the most miserable thing in the history of the world oh. to me, so uh, it seems yeah. as if the, the other ones are not quite as rigorous of the training, yeah. right? No, for sure. I would say cross-country and distances definitely have its pluses because you get really close to your team and sting- things, but there's nothing like those hard workouts, and so this year was kind of a wake-up call, like, this is way more fun. I don't have to die in every single workout. <laughs> but that is to say, Brooke Standard, by the way, she's joining us in studio here on Nuanas now. You're listening to 102.9 ESPN Missoula, or maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Brooke was the champion in the 100-meter hurdles, the 300-meter hurdles, the long jump, and also ran uh, on the second-place sprint relay team amongst scoring in other events as well. But that's not to... Uh, to discredit the 300 hurdles because I was actually arguing that that is among the hardest races in track and field. So when you first did that at a competition, what was that like? Because I feel like it's, that's just the easiest way to just completely empty the tank. Yeah, it definitely is. Especially at state this weekend, the 200 was so close afterwards. I was like, Oh, this is incredibly hard, but, um, I ran it for the first time in Butte. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is like running the 800 all over again. I left the 800, and now I'm right back at it. Well, and when you're running it in Butte, too, you're at a mile high, so that hurts even worse. I know. I turned to my teammate, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. But, I mean, it ended up being one of my favorite events. And you kind of get, I would prefer to do a 300 with hurdles than even just a 400, because I think that the momentum of coming off the hurdles and things, and I just think it's more fun and takes the pain away a little bit more. Yeah, Totally. Well, so when the results come out, they just do it in order of the actual events. So we don't actually know what your schedule might have been like. So take us through what you were doing each day, because when you're especially when you're doing events like the long jump and then you also have races, you have to be on it. Right. Because you you can't miss your time to jump, but then you also can't miss your time to start. Yeah. And so the 100 hurdles, the 200 have prelims and then finals. So I did those both days and the long jump was the first day. And my coach, um, Coach McLeod, the long jump coach was like, okay, so we're going to have to warm up. And so I had to do a full warm up and I got my, um, got my run-throughs in to make sure I had my mark, but then had to leave in the middle of my three jumps in between finals and do a 200. And so um, there was a lot of warming up and then going and running and then having to warm up again. And, you know, that all comes with, like, learning how to deal with it. But I'd say for me mentally it's more than anything just being absolutely exhausted by the day. But by the second day, you know, you just – your adrenaline kicks in and it ends up being less less painful than even some dual meets just because it's state. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television, yes, I did just spill coffee all over myself. So <laughs> this is a comedy show as, as well as a sports show. But shout out to Florence Coffee for giving me an extra full coffee cup. I needed it today. It was a long weekend, a little bit uh, a little bit tired today. But either way, thanks to Florence Coffee for being a great sponsor of this show. Brooke Stanner joining us in studio. She is a junior at Missoula Sentinel and a recent multiple-time individual champion as well as a key contributor to Sentinel's team championship. You referenced... 
Coach McLeod. That's Erica McLeod, right? Yeah. So she's a great friend of this show. We covered her extensively when she was at the University of Montana. But what sort of resource has that been? Because she's, I mean, honestly, we at the, uh, I guess it would have been last New Year's, we did our, our best athletes of the decade. And I said that I thought she was the best athlete in the state of Montana that I've covered over the last 10 years. She was phenomenal. Her her competitive will and her ability to ride, like we're talking about, rise to the occasion yeah. where the moment is the biggest. I've never covered a female athlete like her. She was just such a savage competitor. And so, I mean, how does that help you, though? Because that must be an amazing piece of advice to learn from, honestly, one of the best athletes in the history of the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, it has been the biggest blessing and the most helpful thing that I've experienced this whole entire year. Um, I plan on running the heptathlon in college, and so having her help me get my training schedule down and also teaching me the long jump. I'd never long jumped before this year, and just it was one of the biggest um, moments to walk into practice the first day and be like, oh my gosh, that's Erica McLeod because we lost our jumping coach to um, Montana Tech. Of course, Kaylin Anderson, good friend yes, of mine. Yes, yes. And so when I walked in the first day and I was like, I have to try long jump just because it's Coach McLeod. And so um, she's helped me so much just with timing and with obviously I loved the long jump this year and I plan on keeping to do it. And I mean, she had to long jump, uh, well, actually more than that place in the long jump. So she's just an amazing coach and even more so like just learning from her competitiveness, but also her composure while we compete is just something to look up to and a big role model for sure. Yeah, I think you should probably keep the long jump on the docket as you, now, <laughs> as you now are the defending state champion. Uh, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about that. Brooks Dater joining us, by the way, from Missoula Sentinel. They won the team championships for both Boys and girls of the Class AA state meet. Zach Cruz from the boys team will swing by here oh, about 45 minutes. But um, you mentioned that you might want to be a heptathlete in college. That very rarely dawns on athletes until they're getting yeah. recruited. A lot of times you have athletes that are just really good at a certain portion mm-hmm. of the disciplines that maybe go into the heptathlon. But when did you sort of realize that that might be something you wanted to pursue? Oh, I don't know. I have always, especially being a basketball player and a soccer player, I always just, I loved that the games were, I mean, upwards of an hour long and long quarters. And so I was thinking, how can I take how like track and what I really love doing, but also make it a little bit more of a game? Like, how can I? And so that's when someone told me, like, why don't you just try to be a heptathlete? And a lot of people keep telling me, like, that's crazy. That's a miserable event. Two days, so many events. And Mm -hmm. I was like, but that is the most fun, being able to compete and look for points. And I just, I think I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind since I was young. And I did a couple pentathlons when I was younger. And um, I thought that I would run cross country for a while. But now I think that I know that that's kind of what I want to do. So, so have you retired then from the cross country side of things? Oh, that is a big question for me right now. <laughs> I'm sure Coach Miller probably doesn't want that. Oh yeah, no, I um. And you guys have a new cross country coach too, right? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe um, in the last couple of years it's been a new one. I saw the boys had yeah. such a great year this last yeah. year as well in, yeah. in both cross country and track. And yeah, field. but they anyways. Did. Um, so that I think that will be in a couple months. I'll have to decide on that. So we'll see. Have you thought about your future yet? I mean, you still have a full high school year to do, but uh, I'm sure that after, especially after this last weekend's performance, you're probably going to be getting a little interest uh, at the collegiate level. So is is, is track and field something you want to pursue in college? Yes, I think that track and field will be what I choose to pursue. And um, that will, it's been kind of my passion for a really long time. And I just want to have fun with it more. And 
I hope it ter- works out and everything goes well and just get to have more fun. The fact that there has been uh, quite a few outstanding females that have come out of the city of yeah. Missoula that have gone on to great success, whether it was Lindsay Hall a little while ago or, or you know, more recently, Lauren Hagan and Ashley McElmurray yeah. and, uh, you know, and and uh, then, of course, Whitney Morrison is at the University of Montana now, too. Does that give you some confidence that, you know, you can compete at a, a super high level and at the college level, too, when that point arrives? Yeah, I um, especially when I was a freshman, I had Ashley McElmurray and Lauren was a junior at the time. And um, watching them go on and now following them in their competitive careers in college, I mean, it just it's an inspiration for me because I always looked up to them when I was growing up, too. I had some older sisters in their grades and um, just watching them compete was always kind of like an oh, my gosh moment. And I hope that there will be a ton of female athletes that come out of Montana because we do have the talent and although we don't sometimes get the um, acknowledgments from some of the bigger states I do think that there's competitors statewide that have the competitiveness and the talent to go big and so that is I think for everybody that is just cool to watch those girls do well that's why we cover track and field so yeah. hard here at Nuanas now because it really is and, and the best part about it is the numbers don't lie right they don't. if you put the right numbers up <laughs> you're going to find your way somewhere no matter what well exactly. Brooke congratulations on an outstanding Thank weekend you. Brooke Stanner from Missoula Sentinel she's a junior a three-time individual state champion and part of a team state championship as well as Missoula Sentinel sweeps the class AA championships for both boys and girls. Zach Cruz from the boys team joining us here at about 5.30, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, best of luck with your summer, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you next year. But thanks so much for coming in, Brooke. Yes, thank you for having me. Nuana is now. We got free stuff for you. It's a Tuesday. That means it's a Taglieri Tuesday. So we'll have a $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen. Also, I'm selling my baseball cards. It's going to be at a public show. I'll tell you how to get there, and we'll show off some of the goods that Zootown Sports Cards has provided us. Keep it right here. It's Nuana is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. You're listening to Nuanez now. 129 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana most days, but I guess we got some baseball rolling on SWX Montana. But if you want to watch me, if you want to see me spill coffee, all over my clean white shorts and my freshly purchased new orange polo shirt. You can go look at it on YouTube. In other words, if you wanted to see me make a mockery of live radio while spilling coffee, well, we have a lovely, nice state champion athlete and Brooke Stainer in the studio. You know, that's why I do best. Just fully embarrass myself. <laughs> I guess maybe it's a good thing we're not on live TV at this exact specific moment in time. But I am Coulter Nuanez. You are listening to Nuanez now. And you can Listen to it pretty much every way you ever wanted, whether it's live streaming it on your phone or your mobile device. Just go to 1029ESPN.com or by hitting up the YouTube channel and checking out all we got to offer. 
Do you know what I did today? What did you do today? Actually, it was yesterday. What did you do yesterday? I bought my first new pair of shoes for the first time in one year and a half. That's good. You ever put a brand new set of shoes on your feet, Coulter? Have you ever seen how many pairs of shoes I have, Tommy? You, what are you, some kind of sneakerhead or what? I, I, I dude, I got I got the affliction in multiple ways. Really? It's not just the sneakers. I got that's just funny. You know, you think that you're doing these things so that everybody else notices, and then you realize that no one cares. No one actually even notices. Yeah, I don't care about you, Coulter. No, that's not, what I was that. trying to say. It's not that. It's just that, <laughs> I, you know, when you try to make a great effort to dress nice and stuff like that, the only people that care are the people that care, and most people don't care. <laughs> so it is a dichotomy. No, I got... Uh, I love wearing the... I got my whole leather shoes collection, you know, with my wingtips and my... yeah. My boots and my pseudo boots and all that. But I also got my whole gym shoes collection. But I still pale in comparison to actually pretty much everybody in my family. My old man, God rest his soul, is, is uh, the, the song These Boots by Eric Church. That's about him. He used to have his cowboy boots custom made by this guy down in Las Vegas. And uh, ostrich skin and the works. It was pretty impressive spectacle, the uh, the Charlie Nuanas cowboy boot collection. But uh, my mother is a big aficionado when it comes to shoes, but my brother's the worst one. He's a sneakerhead. He's got dozens and dozens and dozens of Air Jordans from back in the day. He used to trade these things. He was always hustling. Really? The shoes. Oh, yeah. So Trading shoes? Oh, yeah, dude. This used to be like a big thing where you, you could like trade on the internet. There's like chat rooms and Reddit threads and all of that for what? it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. And, th- and that, those things now, with the last dance coming to fruition, those yeah. things are those things are pretty crazy. So Now, will he be trading any shoes at this upcoming uh, event over at Zootown? So here, here's what we got. This is actually very cool. So Zootown Sports Cards is hosting a memorabilia, specifically sports cards, but pretty much all things sports memorabilia event. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So that's June 12th. Uh, it's down at the Missoula Fairgrounds. I will have a, a table there. Um, because I, we actually had a rip session planned for today, which those that are familiar with this show or loyal listeners, we do from time to time where we show off some of the great memorabilia that, or some of the great packs of cards that Zootown Sports Cards has to offer. But because right now we're not on SWX Montana Television, we're going to shave, save showing off the merchandise uh, for a couple days here. But this is cool. Uh, James Spence and JS Authentication, excuse me, is the, the premier autograph authentication company in the country. And they'll be on site for the duration of the Missoula Sports Cards and Collectibles show, which will be held at the Missoula Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. So JS Authentication will be down there um, Provide an authentication for any of your uh, autographs, whether they're on a piece of paper, or a baseball, a jersey, a card, whatever. So this is going to be a really cool event. Yours truly will have a table down there, so I'll be showing off and slanging some of my memorabilia if you want to come check out what I got to offer. Emissions for patrons and buyers is free. So basically, we rent the tables. We sell you the stuff. You could come in for free. The only money you need is what you want to spend on the cards. So uh, Zootown Sports Cards is sponsoring this thing, and they still are accepting vendor reservations. So if you want to make a reservation for a vendor table, 493 is the phone number. Give them a call. Or you can also just uh, head on down to the shop, too. Swing into the shop at Zootown Sports Cards. It's right there on the corner of Higgins and South, right across the street from Dorn Blazer Field. It's a cool shop. They always have new stuff on display, new memorabilia and the like. 
So, a uh, great place in Missoula, and uh, please come on down and see us Saturday, June 12th at the Missoula Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., the Missoula Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. Now, do you know where your table is? I don't know where my table is. I'm actually. thinking about getting one because I have not a mm. lot of stuff, but I have a couple pieces yeah. that I think are yeah. worthy of taking down to this. Okay, so maybe we should do a little uh, get tables next to each other, huh? Yeah, we Hang should out plan. all day. This and, could this could be like Comic Con, but for sports nerds, right? And, the, and then the really cool thing will be I can throw coffee on your shirt, and you can throw coffee <laughs> on my shirt. Well, I think I'm already going to take care of that since I already ruined my white shorts here today in the span of the first hour of this radio show, which, by the way, is almost at its end. But before we get to the end, it is a Taglieri Tuesday, Taglieri Delicatessen, the best sandwiches in the entire city of Missoula. Because Brooke Stainer was here from Missoula Sentinel's track team, I've not been able to venture my way into the back, but I do have a queen. The queen is the new sandwich at Tagliari Delicatessen. It's got turkey and bacon, pesto, fresh tomatoes, and they always have it on fresh-baked, locally-baked bread as well. Tagliari is absolutely the best sandwich you're going to find anywhere in the state of Montana. They've been named best sandwich in the state of Montana by the Food Network, by People Magazine. So this is nationally renowned stuff, people. You're going to love it down there. All their sandwiches are named after classic rock bands, so they're easy to remember. We've got an opportunity here at Nuanas now to sample a variety of these sandwiches. And uh, I had some pretty defined favorites when we started this. A little collaboration with Tagliari, and now I can't tell you. I got a whole list. I pretty much like them all. I was it was great to expand my horizons and see which ones we like. But I do have a little surprise for Tommy because I did save him half of the uh, the queen. So I'll go ahead and run back there and get that for him. Yes. on the break. But we have Tagliari Deli for you as well. Twenty five dollar gift card to Tagliari. That can, that can get you a couple sandwiches and drinks and some chips. Or maybe you pair your sandwich with a bottle of wine. They have one of the best Italian wine selections in the entire city of Missoula. They also have a great back um, display of a whole bunch of custom pastas and pasta sauces. They do chartreuse plates as well. So it's just an awesome place to go to. You could do to-go orders to go, and they'll have it ready for you. Just have your name right there. You can just pick it up. It's super easy. So if you don't win today, head on down to Tagliari Delicatessen, located at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, or... Try and win right now. Give us a call, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number two, we got $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen, 888-1029. Caller number two, free sandwiches, courtesy of Taglieri Delicatessen in Missoula. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. It's a business angle with Justin Angle. What is Naomi Osaka's removing herself from the French Open mean for just the state of women's tennis as well as the way the media covers things. Is this perhaps the greatest flex in the history of media management by an individual athlete? And then at 5.30, very excited for this. One of the best all-around athletes in the entire state of Montana, Zach Cruz, a junior at Missoula Sentinel, will swing by the studio. He won multiple state championships himself and led the Spartans to a state championship as a team. So keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula. Back after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.